0: And welcome back to the next episode of the Unbiased Truth Podcast, because real estate episode. Um, We are down to two people today. We started with four. (laughs) The first episode has three, and now we're down to two Um, due to, uh, you know, things happening, life happenings, (laughs) uh, last minute, last minute things, and that's okay. So next month, hopefully, we can get all four of us together for the first time. But today, it's just myself and Christy Bacon, the team leader of the Move Virginia real estate team at Keller Williams. How are you doing today?
1: Happy to be here, as <laughs> always. Smiling my face right. for now. For now. For now.
0: So today, um, you know, the purpose of this type of podcast or this series of podcasts is to talk about singular issues of, uh, facing the real estate industry versus just bouncing around on different topics. And um, today, I think we'll just talk about um, the market itself yeah. and what does it mean? Uh, we have been shifting for a few months now. Really started yes. about July ish, and now we're kind of kind of full swing um, into this shift. Still a lot of unknown and whatnot. And uh, as you know, as much as we've tried to talk about this, uh, and it's been talked about a lot, I think we just want to address today just some of of the pros and cons and and how to navigate this. So, for example. Um, some of the headlines, and, and you know, we'll dive into it, is that some of the issue, I guess, is just the bad press, right? Yeah. All the clickbaits. And in the last two weeks, I've read articles that said... There's predictions of a 20% collapse I saw that year. article, And by yeah. collapse, they mean 20% reduction in price. Right?
1: I love how they use these strong words, yeah, too, collapse, like these scary right?
0: words. Yeah, 20% collapse, which is, and you read the article, it's just 20% reduction in price. You know, I get it. You know, I guess that's a collapse, so to speak. But a yeah. uh, 7% interest rate is 20% drop in price. Really, you know, right. bad, you and know? And here's the
1: deal. Like- we have been dealing with the past two years assessment values that have gone from like the norm of like 4 to 7% a year yeah. to double digits yeah. between like 12 and 20% in some areas. So when our assessed values are going up that high at that, that quickly, like that's not sustainable.
0: No, so and that's part of the issue with the slowdown is that you have really high interest rates right. and really high home prices. So buyers lost buying power because of the interest rates, right? And and the houses just haven't matched where they should be, right? Um, so you know, is it a good thing or a bad thing? You know, I mean, I mean
1: right? I mean, I feel like we're actually going to start to balance more as far right. as pricing comes. Mm-hmm. And I've told buyers this too, like at some point it's going to be a balanced market and sellers is too, before it turns into a buyer's market. Sure. So we're still very much in a seller's market. Yeah.
0: And then, you know, from that article, I read an article that, and there's a couple conflicting ones that go from, they think interest rates will rise just a little bit more and then they'll start dropping. And some think. By the end of the first quarter, we'll be back down into the fives, maybe low yeah. no sixes. Some say towards the middle to the end of next year. Yeah, um, and then there's some that think it's going to peak double digits. Uh, you yeah, know, I
1: haven't heard that as much. I love those pessimists. No, it's, it's and I can't every wait. Now to and then, you know, laugh at it's them. just yeah, it's
0: just <laughs> it just peaks or pops in there. Yeah, um, you know, uh, and you know, it's just.
1: I was headlines. at a mastermind today, and. My, my, one of my lenders told me in March, they're going to shoot up like a rocket Mm -hmm. and float down like a feather. Yeah. And the mastermind I was at today, a lender spoke and he said, um, he, he has predictions from based on their trends and studies that Mm -hmm. they've done. It's by the end of the year, definitely fives could be fours by the end of by, by June, they think it could be in the fives, low fives. Mm
0: -hmm. And some of that is, you know, because the Fed has said yeah. that they plan on raising rates twice, two more times, I think. Yeah. Because the um, um, the uh, the inflation is still, you know, the CPI was the CPI, yeah, uh, index is still like above eight. Right. I don't understand any of that stuff. Neither so neither. um <laughs> I, I, it sounds like I do, but I, don't. I know you did. Uh, you throw a good. And I know there's an argument to be made that the Fed rates doesn't. Are, are connected to real estate, but you can't deny that when their rates go up, Absolutely. real estate rates go up. So it's like an indirect, I it guess, is. is the best way to explain it. Um, but there was also the reports from the Wall Street <clears throat> Journal stating that the Fed has leaked some information that um, the chair has been very stoic. Uh, uh-huh. But I guess the board itself is starting to question the tactics. Okay. Uh, and so they're starting to... Um, so it was leaked. Basically, yes, they're still going to do a rate uh, a rate hike, uh-huh. um, but they're going to stop it at some point because they want to assess. Right. Uh, because I think there's just a lot of fear and chatter amongst themselves now of like how much damage are we going to cause by right. keep doing this, right. uh, you know? Because inflation's not going down, right? Uh, but we keep jacking everything up, right? Uh, the rates up, and it's really affecting people. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough and it's, I don't, I don't know if there's an answer for, for what they're trying to do, I you know, know. Uh, because it's just a mess all the way around. Um, uh, but like I said, um, just other headlines, you know, coming out about could affect the housing market, you know, and, right. and I guess that housing rates are more effective or more tied to bonds and things like that, which, um, they leak that. So the bonds in the market would stabilize basically. And that's interesting. If the bonds and the market stabilizes, then the the interest rates for houses will start dropping. You know, because there's more confidence in that. Right. So that's kinda- and the statistics
1: show that too. There's a there's a good graphic that we saw at one of our trainings that said what happens after an inflation. So in the past, they showed in the graph where the rates had gone up due to the inflation, and then you start to see it come down at the peak of it. Yeah. So at, at when they when they've identified it as recession or use that word or not use that word, right. You'll see the rates start to drop Yeah, down. some. So we know that it's going to happen. I think, I guess everyone's fear is how high will it go before it starts to drop?
0: Yeah. And so again, you know, that's just the news these days. Right. And of course, everybody's a journalist now, right? Everybody's you know, a journalist and, and everybody's so, a
1: predictor. <laughs> yeah. So
0: you get a lot of these clickbait headlines of doom and gloom mm-hmm. because that's what people want to sell. And unfortunately the average person, that's just what they don't know any better. Right. So that's what they, they go by and it's a bad time to sell. And then you got on the other end of all this, you know, the favorite sayings of, you know, date to rate, marry the house, yep. which, you know, I get what you're saying, but that's very shallow.
1: It is you until know? you're in the situation. You are, you are. <laughs> and I'm in the situation. Yeah, so yeah. I think that the trick to that is really having a strong Team behind you, sure. Who can keep you in check to know when it's time to get rid of that rate, <laughs> to, yeah, to, to get absolutely. to break up with that rate, absolutely. So knowing that rates are going to come down, I think some of some of the things that they talked about today too is really interesting. Um, a lot of lenders and builders even are buying are offering these buy downs mm-hmm. where they'll buy down your rate for you. So there's always a cost associated sure. with that. And if the builder's taking it on, it's one thing, but they, there's always an option too. So the builder may buy it down or they may give you a closing cost credit. Well, if you're planning on being in that house, buy downs aren't even worth it unless you're planning on being there over five years. Yeah. So yeah. why not just refi? Because yeah. you know that's going to happen within exactly. five years. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I guess the point of that that phrase is, you know, for a lot of people, it's not just the rate. Again, it's that that high price point. Like right. It's not just the 7%. I Yes, I can refinance that. The core issue is is first time home buyers have lost buying power because Correct. they've priced out so yeah. going back to the original headline of you know if prices drop twenty percent, you know now we've even though rates are higher, you may be able to get more people into right. the market because they're they can buy the houses they want and then still refinance when the rates drop. yeah, I know? think
1: I heard that that number is like it. 40% of our buyers next year will be first-time buyers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a big number. It is. It is. So, you know, and I know it's harder probably for you guys doing transitions because you've got now, uh, I can only imagine what it's like trying to price a home. Uh- <laughs>
1: Pricing, yeah. I mean, I was looking at comps yesterday for a listing and I saw a house that had sold in that community in May. And then I saw one that closed in September Mm -hmm. and the price per square foot was like $18 difference price per square foot. That's huge. So it was someone who really priced it right in August, September, knowing that they wanted to get rid of it and close quickly. That's part of the reason why they priced it like that. Cause I even called the realtor. Like, is there a reason that you priced it so low? And she's like, no, <laughs> she was just pricing it ahead of the market. I mean, I guess yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. But, but like you said, back in May, that house sold for I want to say, I think it was like forty three thousand over list price. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, for a first time buyer, especially, that's yeah. not even possible. Like, you can't. Uh, you're not looking $43,000 over your budget. Yeah, so. And
0: and that's a good segue into this point that made me think about it. You know, there's also a lot of conversation of, well, if home prices drop, right, then all those people aren't going to sell their homes, whatnot. Well, that's probably true, right? Because if you overpaid, or I say overpaid, um, but if you went, you know, $50,000 over list price, um, you know, and, And you know, one, are you really going to sell within a year or two? Right. You know, very, very small percentage. Right,
1: a small percentage. And then
0: let's be honest, the entire world didn't buy a house over the last three years. Right. Exactly. Yes, the market was hot. Very
1: few did, which is why we are in a seller's market.
0: (laughs) So so yes, the market was hot, but that's still when you're thinking about populations, that's still a very small percentage of the population that still bought a home. Right. So there's still tons of people out there that didn't buy a home in the last three years. So they're not affected by you know, well, I, I paid a hundred thousand dollars over and now my house is twenty percent less, you know, appraised right. value. So I'm I'm under underwater right. or whatever you want to call it. Um, so I can't sell, but that's 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 just very small percentage of people.
1: It is a small and most of the people that bought bought because they were either buying like their forever home or mm-hmm. a home that they really, really wanted mm-hmm. and have no intentions of leaving anytime soon. Yeah. So right. those people Got a great interest rate, super amazing interest rate, and they're just going to have to sit and write out another cycle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully the cycle isn't that long of a cycle, but, uh, I listened to another podcast from a home inspector and, and he made the comment and that for home inspectors, the transition period is typically the hardest. You know, Mm -hmm. whether it's a buyer's market or seller's market, once we settle in, home inspectors are typically fine, right? It's just that that transition, right? Um, You know, and I think you go back to the last three years, two years, three years of a seller's market, we were still busy, right? Even though there was a lot of waived inspections, we were still pretty busy. Um, Once we get through a transition and back to a buyer's market or even a neutral market, yeah, maybe less people, but everybody gets a home inspection. right? So it's just getting through this this cliff of of interest rates going from three percent to seven percent and and get through that transition to a new normal right of whatever that looks like people start feeling comfortable again jumping back in and home inspectors are fine but i feel like that realtors may be struggle a little bit depending on where you are you know uh, i don't know what's your thoughts
1: well, I mean, it, we've just really talked about being more skills based yeah. and buckling down on who you're in business with and connections with. Mm-hmm. Really look at your database and ta- and think about who are those clients. Who's who was your where was your business from? You have to source your business every year. And who are your top five? Yeah. That you're getting where are your resources, for your sources for business. So you've got realtor resources, allied resources, which your vendors, mm-hmm. your sphere of influence. And so then, really being minute and looking at if it's your sphere of influence, who in your sphere of influence? Yeah. Oh, this one person gave me three referrals last year, so I'm going to be like loving on that person, That's right. super intentional That's for the right. next year, yeah. just to be like, you, you are a, a huge value to my business. Yeah. So. We're really, that's one thing we're really focusing on. And then, then you have to really be the expert. So whether you're talking about it or not in front of people, like you're sharing social media posts and content that's related to knowing the market, because I think we can like make our people like not pay attention to the media if we're louder than that. Correct. So if what we're saying yep. makes sense and we're louder, I think that they'll focus on what we're saying and not what the media is saying.
0: And I think the make sense part is very important. Yeah. Because I've seen a lot of posts, <laughs> and I'm like, why would you even post that? You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, like you should not post that at all. Like that's I don't true. think that's saying what you think it says. That's you true. Know? <laughs> that's that's feeding into going to do the opposite. Yeah. Or very, you know, like you post a bunch of numbers and say, "Call me." Well, what does that, what does that even mean? Right. Like, you know, I saw one. I think yesterday. And it was, it was a graph and it really had no like reading it. Like, I don't, I don't know what any of that means. Yeah. Like, you know, and it I think was. think you a, lose people too. Yeah. So you really got to be able to explain it. Right. And, and that's either through the videos with the graphs or just actual explainers, you yep. know, typing it out whatnot. So yeah, I think the content's important, yeah. um, but you really got to make sure you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Posting a graph you found on the inter- on the on the interwebs <laughs> um, and saying, see, it's, it's okay. okay. Well, yeah. I don't know what that means, you know. <laughs> and um, this is
1: from <laughs> Texas, where right. it doesn't mean anything to that's Virginia. Right. But okay. That's right.
0: And you get a lot of that is is people posting from like the national statistics and stuff like that. And and right. And I
1: mean real estate not, is hyper local. Yeah, so yeah. you really have to pay attention to what's going on. Here. In fact I look at the reports from Williamsburg and Richmond because even those two markets are very different and I have to pay attention to what's happening there and really like diving into the, these reports come out once a month um, Mm. around the 16th to the 18th, depending on your MLS. And those are like my Bible for that month. I make a video on it every month and send it to my sphere. Mm. And it's just about what's going on in the market.
0: Yeah. And then you look at, um, you know, like for us, We started just before COVID, right? A little bit Mm -hmm. before COVID, you know? Uh, So COVID hit, questioned my life decisions for that month because (laughs) it really just dropped off, you know, and then just took off. And so for the first or for those last three years, I've done nothing but invest heavily in marketing because it's, you know, I knew at some point this wasn't sustainable. And when we did transition, I needed to build enough of a brand awareness that can carry me because I haven't been around for 15 right. years or 25 years <clears throat> like some of the other companies have that that's, you know, yeah, we'll be okay. Right. Uh, you know, and we're still for the most part, uh, somewhat unknown to a lot of realtors, you know, because there's 8,000 realtors in Metro Richmond, right. you know? So, uh, you know, we got however many realtors in our database that we we send out stuff to, but you know, at Realtor Fest, it was still, hey, I've never heard of you. You know, wow, that's why I'm here. You know, uh, so, you yeah. can hear me. <laughs> so, uh, so I spent, you know, we spent a lot of, of time and money really investing to get that brand awareness out to as many realtors as possible. And now with uh, this transition, really trying or starting to pivot to do the things I really don't like to do, such as events, you know, networking events and, yeah. and open, um, you know, doing like a, probably stop by at events, evening stuff too. You know, yeah. hey, we're going to have an office open house. Like, right, cool. I'll be there. You know, um, I don't like talking to anybody, but I'll be there. So, um, really having to get out there and start doing the network. Cause that's just free stuff, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, versus some of the stuff that we've done in the. Leading up to this.
1: And it's about relationships, too. So that really helps in that. And this is a relationship-based business. So, I mean, this is one of the only businesses that it really is like you get out there and you build a relationship with someone and they're going to trust you for Mm -hmm. their next step. Mm -hmm. So, and you can't be the secret agent. And for you, I think you spent the first part of your Business, your career not being that. You're not the secret company anymore. So now people do know who you are in in most areas and most markets. And then you dropping by isn't a stranger anymore. Dropping by, bringing whatever, you know?
0: And that's the hardest part for inspectors because they'll tell you, you know, when you when you're f- first brand new, and like we'll stop by the offices and you don't get past the front door, right? You know, and like, hey, I'm just gonna drop this off, <laughs> and all just goes to the trash. Right. We'll take your cookies, <laughs> but all your other stuff's going to trash, you know. So,
1: but it doesn't like that for you anymore, right? For the most part, no.
0: Yeah. And um, now we're starting to focus on some of those offices we haven't hit, um, especially the smaller ones. Uh, you yeah. know, I got Courtney going over to to dropping by, you know, especially in Williamsburg because we really want to start growing down in mm-hmm. that area. Uh, dropping by offices and dropping off materials and stuff and tracking. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's yeah, one of the and biggest classes. things. Yeah. Classes have been a huge help. Uh, we have typically gotten business out of almost every class we've done. That's awesome. Uh, so, uh, and that just leads to more referrals, mm-hmm. you know, as word gets around. Uh, but it's really just been getting back to some of those basics of, of, you know, visiting offices and It's your lead gen time. Yeah. Yeah. But we also use a, a database, you know, just like uh-huh. realtors do CRM database, um, uh, project boards, project management boards. So Courtney can track which offices she hit this month and drop stuff off. And she knows in 30 days or 45 days, she needs to stop by, mm-hmm. you know, refreshing whatever. And, That's good. Um, So we kind of keep track of that stuff. We
1: call those pop buys in Realtor.
0: Yes. Yes. Pop buys. (laughs) I refuse to use words like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that's just some of the stuff. And there's a lot of companies on both sides, you know, real estate, uh, realtors and home inspectors. that just last three years. They haven't spent any time doing any of that.
1: They hadn't had to. Yeah. So that's what's, what's very interesting also about a shift. And this probably affects you too. We'll see the amount of agent our agent count go down because you're going to find people say, this isn't what I thought it was going to be, or it's not like it was. And I, I was never told how I need to build a business out of this. I I was just, people were, my phone was ringing and now the phone's not ringing anymore. And so now what do I do? And they don't know what to do. And so they jump ship.
0: Or they just go through two or three bad transitions because now it's negotiations and yeah. repairs and seller not right. repairing. Never had and, to do that before either. And, and you know what, this is, I don't know what I'm doing. This is very stressful. Um, right. I'm always in a bad mood. I'm fighting with everybody and right. this just isn't for me. Anymore, right. you know? <laughs>
1: Trust so. me. We all have days like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um, definitely interesting. Um, I don't know. I think it'll be, I'm hoping more for the end of the year down into the fives versus the spring, you know, but either way, I think as much of a struggle, it may be, it'll be good for the industries. I do. both. I do think so. I mean, there there, there really has, you know, someone posted in a inspector group, you know, brand new inspector trying to get started. And, you know, and and one guy was like, Hey, you know, not the best time. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, and the comment was basically inspectors have doubled in the last couple of years because yeah. of the, uh, the amount right. of work yep. and whatnot. So now it's the the cleaning out period. Right. You know? Real estate's so, the same way. Yeah.
1: And it'll be really interesting, too, like what happens when the agents who are like throwing up the white flag saying either I'm out or I need help. You'll see a shift from there, too, yeah. because some of those People have to stay in the business, so they'll join teams or they'll switch brokerages, hoping that that's going to be the solution to whatever they're hoping for to increase their business. And another thing is, is that when you're setting your goals, like we've been able to track the past two or three years, this great growth in our business. Mm -hmm. But when I'm setting my goals for this year, like how do do I look at it? Like, do I just try to maintain or do I have like, so what I've done is I've made a goal and then a stretch goal. Yeah just because my goal isn't going to be crazy this year. It's going to be, let's try to maintain and be right where we're at. I know what I need to make yeah. to be able to pay my bills and mm-hmm. be able to pay my admin and all that. Yeah. But after that is pro- the profit that will determine, like I, I have a number that I have to make. And then what I do after that will just then give me all my money that I can give away investment property, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. And that's a great point because uh, if You know, be like, hey, how are you doing? Well, you know, not as busy as last October, right? But last October was kind of an anomaly, right? You know, so that doesn't mean we're not doing good. It just means that that year-over-year growth, it's going to drop, and it's going to drop for everybody, you know, because you can't you can't sustain the last two or three years. It was unsustainable, so um, you really got to start looking back if you have the ability to pre-COVID. And right. what were your numbers right. right so exactly one of the things that i think uh that i'll sat down and do and i did it for this year was tiered goals you know mm-hmm. so you know you got where do i need to be mm-hmm. you know where do i want to be right you know so um and that's kind of what shifted this year you know mid-year is like hey, you know we're not going to hit where i really want to be um, but that's okay you know i'm still yeah. going to hit the goals that we have to hit yeah um So it's very important to be able to set those goals and know where you want to be. But, you know, like you were talking before this, uh, before we started, you know, how many people raised their hand in your class of, of not having, didn't know how much they made. Yeah, that's crazy to me. So it's, it's going to be very difficult if you don't know how much you made mm-hmm. to be able to set goals on how much you need. Right. You know, right. So,
1: and this is the time of year to do it. I mean, we call it Goaltober tober
0: mm-hmm.
1: a reason. So we sit down and we look at the four models, our Legion model, our organization model, our budget model, our economic model and where we were versus where we need to be this year. Yeah. And I'm not trying to like set some crazy goal. that's not going to be main, attainable. Right. Like I, I to to work through a shift. I was licensed in 2008. So, right. I know what a shift looks like and I know what like a downward spiral looks like. And I don't think we're going to be there. I I don't I I don't think we will at all. But if you look at the trend when there's a sh- when there's a shift in the market, you're going to see numbers drop. Mm-hmm. So that means units, transactions, sales. I mean, we were down 20 some percent in sales just in September. Yeah. So we know it's happening. It's yeah. just sales also means listings. So if we're not getting the listings, we're not getting the sales. Yeah. So the, the numbers are just going to go down. And the the job for us is to just to clarify to people like not to be scared through this and then just to set the expectation too.
0: Yeah. And and mentioning 2008, how it's not going to be like that. I saw a chart the other day, a uh, week, week or two ago. And the, the point of the chart was actually that the drop-off, this time has been greater than it was in two thousand eight mm-hmm. in terms of sales and volume. But the uh, the the benefit was that we started at such a high point this time. Right. So instead of starting even and going negative, we were very much positive and dropped to right. even. So it doesn't hurt as bad. Right. You know, so in yeah. both
1: price point and rates. Yeah. So we had two things going yeah. for us that have kept us Super high yeah. and, and our rates being so low and our sales prices going And on. that's
0: not saying, you know, that's just strictly volume. Right. right. That's just strictly, that's nothing about bubbles and all that other stuff. Right. That's just strictly, you know, foreclosures or anything like like that. That's just strictly volume of homes sold and homes yeah. listed, things like that. So the drop off appeared to be, if you know, I didn't, you know, go too deep into it, but the, the drop off, if the chart was accurate, has what is greater than 2008, but we just started at a much higher place. Right. That so, makes sense. So the market is still strong. Um, right. even though it's a worse drop off than it was before, just because we started at a much higher place. Yeah. So, um, so I guess we're just not feeling it.
1: You right. Know?
0: You know, I mean, yeah. I know there's a lot of people stressed about it for sure. Right. But,
1: um, and I think part of it is, I think there's a couple of things that played into when do you start to be fearful about it? Because we typically sleep slow down in August anyways, mm-hmm. because of everybody going back to school. And we also, also know that it's going to slow down again in November. Mm-hmm and into January yep. and February. So because of that how some of this is Due to just the cycle, the cycle of the market, you know. Well,
0: and not just that. Um, this is the first time in three years without COVID restrictions anywhere. Right. So That's true. how many people are out during the October weekends, right? Doing festivals and pumpkin patches and stuff like that that they just haven't been able to do the last couple of years, right. And really and, enjoy.
1: And July, know? August with vacations overseas yep. and traveling abroad, right. like those are all things
0: that are yep. happening. And, for and the I first could time. see that in our scheduling. Um, you know, when a lot of the fall festivals were going on, like, cause that week was a little bit lighter mm-hmm. and then, you know, towards the end of the month, now we're getting heavier again, mm-hmm. you know? So I think there's just a lot of factors to really make it difficult to really gauge yeah, where we are, right? you know, um, so, so yeah. Although a,
1: we've been given the warning like for three years now. Absolutely. <laughs> that it's absolutely. coming. The and shift is the coming. And that's the thing
0: is if you looked at it and you just ignored it and you thought this was forever. And that's what made me laugh when, when it started happening and, and people started panicking, you know, it was like. You knew. Like,
1: you, you knew. This and that's what coming. made me laugh
0: with all the articles of uh, the rates have doubled this year. Well, yeah, they went from three to six. Right. You know, right. You know, yes, you are correct. They doubled. Right. But it wasn't like 10 to 20 doubling. Right. It was three to six. Like right. why why are we making such a huge deal when we knew this was going to happen right. at some point? Um, especially with um not political, just facts, but bad policies, free money, right, inflation, which causes all the inflation. Um, we can talk about the job market and you know, read an article about the California, I think there's legislation in in getting through, or at least going through the motions of $22 an hour minimum wage. Uh, and Chipotle basically said, raise your prices or we're out. You know, yeah. those, those are your two options. So you have a lot of, maybe to a lesser extent, but that also drives inflation. Right. Right. All these, you know, quietly quitting and and ghostings and, yeah. and you know, the, the way that people aren't working until McDonald's is paying $20 an hour. You know, so it's just a, a cycle of issues causing yeah. inflation, not just bad policies, right. but, you know, we're also doing it to ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. And and you look at all that stuff and it's like it, it was going to happen. Yeah. You know, that, that just wasn't lasting forever. But I think the good news is, is that, like I said, unlike 2008, 2008 lasted a while. It did. Yeah, that was.
1: I think I, I. think I was like looking at it. It was like ten to twelve years before we could really get out of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. To where this one, hopefully, you know, even worst case scenario, um, you know, it's still not, you know, when the rates start to drop again. Yeah, it shouldn't be. Yeah. And if
1: you look at, there's some good graphs out there, some data that showed like where we were rates wise. Yeah. At the at that point in two thousand eight, and if you look at like evenly where we're at it's right where we were then like if you look at a balanced market Mm -hmm. we're still right in line with where that was yeah so we saw some peaks and we saw some (laughs) hikes and Uh we're still right on track so if we were to just not have the peaks and the and the hikes and the lower rates and the higher rates Mm -hmm. and we would have just stayed where we're at we're still right where we should be yeah And I think, like, obviously there's people, I I think we bought our first house It was in the sevens for sure when we bought our first house. So there's people who have been around long enough to know that this isn't the end of the world. It's the younger generations that are, like, (laughs) freaking out, especially if they were looking at houses last year, because then they were experiencing that interest rate. But they also didn't get a house last year for some reason or another, and it's probably because there was so much competition, whereas now they won't have to pay that. 10 to 20 over list price yeah. in this market. So
0: there is definitely a good trade-off. Yeah. So what's your uh, what's your biggest, biggest advice for people at this point? Um, as a
1: realtor? As a realtor, yeah. So just really get in doubling down on your database, mm-hmm. um, which also means your lead generation time. And for me, I'm a relationship person anyways, so connection is important to me. Yeah. Um, I know my goal is I need one listing appointment and one buyer appointment a week. And if I'm not getting that, I need to have some sort of appointment set. Right. So if it's just have lunch with someone, just I need to be in front of people. Right. I've, I heard from my coach. She told me that, um, she, I think it was Gary Keller that said you need to be in front of 40 to 50 people a week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, bold, the bold class. I mean, you, you need to have a hundred contacts a week. So if we're going to have to really double down on more lead gen time, like some people are saying, do it in the morning and do it in the afternoon. And, and lead gen looks so different for so many people. Yeah. So you have to find what works for you that doesn't. Like, it has to be manageable so that you actually do it. Because if you're won't, if you trying to set these goals and then create this lead gen time that you're like, I'd rather be on my phone than on Good the try. phone with somebody, then it's not going to work anyway. So <laughs> you got to figure out what works for you. I I've, I've also figured out... I think it's just harder for me to connect with people on the phone during the day because I have people that work. Mm-hmm. So I have found that it, I, I'll post something about me and my personal life and my kids. And I get a lot more interaction on that than I would on my Monday market moment.
0: <laughs> you know, and that's a great <laughs> point because uh, social media, yeah, so many people and it blows my mind that they don't ever change their strategy And I am not a marketing genius. I'm not a marketing person. I'm not, I don't have a marketing degree, (laughs) any of that stuff. But I know of inspection companies that got five times as many followers as I have, and they get zero engagement, and they don't ever change up Mm. what they're posting. To where, you know, I mean, we get some days where we don't, we get very little, but also you get some days where we get a lot for a home inspection company, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we're not um, (laughs) Chick-fil-A, but you know, for a home inspection company, we get a lot. And what people don't do is mix it up, you know, you got to put in that stuff that people want, you know, so they can learn, you know, they want the information, uh, but they also want to see whether it's the family stuff for us, it's, it's just the funny defects, right? Right. That's what gets a lot of the traction. Um, and the memes, you know, make memes and things like that. Um, but they want to see that that personal stuff. If all you're ever posting is, you know, just
1: sold, just listed, <laughs> exactly, exactly, that <laughs> no. just doesn't get any traction, <laughs> right? Uh,
0: so you can have, and you know, I read uh, or listen to Gary Vee, um, uh, who does marketing, right? That's that's his thing, mm-hmm. and and growing businesses on, so through social media. And he says, it's not about how many followers you have. It's about how much engagement you get. Mm. So if you have a thousand followers, but a ton of engagement, that's better than 20,000 followers and zero engagement, you know? So it's not, so that's, that's what's important. So you really got to figure out what, your audience is, is looking for and what gets their attention. Um, and then you got to figure out the algorithms, Yeah, you know? Um, right. Yeah.
1: and there's ways to do that too. We just had our um, social media person tell me that most of my engagement, it co- comes around like five o'clock. Yeah. So if you can like figure that out too, like that'll mm-hmm. figure out, like I've had to revamp on how I do things cause I post and ghost, and that's, yeah. like, a bad thing to do, yeah. too. <laughs> so I'm trying to get better about, like, when I see the little red dot, that means someone's probably engaged to something. Yeah. So then I need to get back in there and say something. Yeah. I just, I had, like, Facebook is, like, the most passive-aggressive thing to I me know. in the world. But I, I know that it's important for a business. So that's the only reason that I keep it, like, That's the only reason I, the I forefront. have
0: social media <laughs> is because of business. It's totally. Um, t- I quit it all for a year. And it was the best year of my life. Oh, I bet it was.
1: And- <laughs> so freeing.
0: Yeah. It's so, it so is. Yeah. Wow.
1: I've had a couple of friends do that or just like keep their family on and that's it. Yeah. And that's just so their family could see pictures of their kids and stuff like that. And yeah. I'm like, gosh, that would be so nice.
0: It would be. It would be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I typically post mine in the morning, first thing in the morning. Okay. That's when I get uh, engagement. And it's, Facebook's funny. I mean, and there's also, because there's also something to be said about how often you post. Like mm-hmm. you know, some people are posting like every, every three minutes and, and Facebook doesn't like that. Uh, Your stuff gets buried. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, there, there's a fine line between, how much you post and how frequency, you know, you're posting three times a day. Sometimes that stuff doesn't just, they bury it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It is
1: weird. I did, I did read, um, for a realtor, like it's good to do five to seven posts a week Mm -hmm. and find which one you like are most comfortable with or like where your audience would be the most engaging. So for me, I would think it'd be Facebook just because of how old I am and like my like crew is in that, yeah. but because I do have like a good core group of buyers that are younger, I think I have to do Instagram as well. So yes,
0: yeah. So yeah. So we do um, LinkedIn, Instagram, yeah. um, Facebook, and just started TikTok. Um, oh, about a month ago. wow. That's brave. <laughs> right. And my kids are mad because I got a TikTok account and they don't. Um, <laughs> Good you know, for you. And Good Jordan, for you. Jordan's like, why can't I watch TikTok? <laughs> because you're eight. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy so, that they know even what it is. Know, it's it's crazy. Know. So, um, but again, it's just capturing different, different right. graphics, you know, because of that. Now the downside of TikTok, and I'm told that there's a way to, to do this. I just don't care enough to do it, but TikTok is more widespread, so your followers are from everywhere versus like Facebook. You can really zero in on where you want areas, your, yeah, your areas and demographics to where. Okay. Um, TikTok is you're getting people from everywhere, but you're still getting a lot of exposure though. Gotcha. Um, and whatnot. So yeah, you really gotta, you know, because Courtney being 21, uh, whatnot, we get feedback <laughs> from her. You know, yeah. Facebook's for old people, as she said. Yeah, I know. I don't
1: know how to use it. <laughs> I genuinely do not know how oh to use Facebook. Oh my gosh,
0: that's yeah. crazy. It's sad, right? That's sad. So, so but you know, going back to what Gary V says, um, you know, when it comes to paid advertising, Facebook gets you your most bang for your buck. I've heard that because yeah. you can target your audience. Yeah. You can target your locations to zip codes, and for the cost you get a lot more engagement and and views um, like even more so than like Google. Right. right? Because Google is all the pay for clicks and and I've done it before. And if there's not a very competitive space in Google, then you can kind of figure it out. Mm -hmm. Then you're okay. Right. But if your cost per click is $20 a click, and your, your product is a hundred dollars right? where you're losing a lot of money yeah. because he, this space is very competitive. Right? Yeah. Um, and then we would get phone calls, uh, you know, from, you know, looking for the, the codes, codes office for Chesterfield, you know, because they'd search, you know, code inspector or whatever. Oh. And our ad would be top and it always <laughs> old people, you know, cause they don't, you know, well, you were the first one. You we're know, uh, doing home inspection. so now you're just wasting money right. on people that's not even looking for you. Uh, so, uh, so that that can be very costly yeah. if you don't know what you're doing there. Uh, versus, like I said, Facebook, you spend twenty bucks, right? You can get in front of five thousand. I people. love it. That is so, the good part about them. Yeah, yeah. So even though it's for old people, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, there it is still uh, for now um, the best bang for your buck when yeah. it comes to advertising
1: us groups. I mean, I think, yeah. I don't know how it works for you guys, but for us, realtor referrals were uh, 28% of our business this year. Yeah. So that for me is important to be a part of some of those groups and not just posting, hey, remember me, I'm a realtor from Richmond, Virginia. It's posting like, content that maybe they would be useful for them. Mm -hmm. Like just like you would a client, you want to provide value to them. That's kind of what we're really focusing on this year is how can I provide value to you? Whether it's an allied resource, whether it's a client, whether it's a vendor, whatever it is, how can I provide value to you? And, And there's this realtor that got up during Mega Camp and she talked about this like magical black book is what she called it. And you literally, this lady opened her book and it was like pages of business cards that she taped or glued into this book. <laughs> and she said she goes through it every week and she figures out who she needs to make a phone call to that she can add value to their business, yeah. whether it's a jewel or a dry cleaner, whatever yeah. it is, because you just never know who your re- referral resource is going to come from.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's kind of why, um, you know, one of the things I want to focus on because, you know, part of our project board, we have a marketing strategy in there. Mm-hmm. And first quarter is focusing, continue what we're doing visiting offices, but really focusing on these smaller offices, yeah. you know, that don't get the attention like Keller Williams does. Right. You know, or Logan Foster does. These right. boutique brokerages that often get ignored by vendors. Uh-huh. You know, so stopping by That's and, good. and dropping stuff off and you know, things like that, buying yeah. much, all that fun stuff. Um, because they may not have 200 agents, but they also don't get Paid a lot of attention. Right. You know?
1: And so if you're the only one going there yeah. and they have eight agents and they're all yeah. using you, then that's better than four agents in an office of 200 that exactly. are being exactly. you and you're paying a lot more money to be in there
0: or whatever. I know. I know. <laughs> always asking for money. <laughs> Don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got any more of that money. <laughs> no, I mean, that's just part of it. You know, um, but you know, I've you know off topic a little bit. You know, I think some models have been very dependent on that.
1: Uh huh. Interesting.
0: I think a lot of people are going to start pulling back if they haven't already, just because of the market right now. Yeah. Like I can't. I can't. You know, because I got hit up. I got hit up for twenty five hundred dollars um, for for a a holiday party. And I was like, I just can't do it. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. You know, I don't think I've spent $2,500 on anything. Right. You know, by itself to begin with, let alone last minute. And and I hate saying no. But, right. Um, man, we're we're slowing down. Well,
1: that's part of your lead gen model too. Is like yeah. in your budget looking at, okay, where am I getting my most business from? And if I'm going to be pouring that much into that, yeah. like one area, like I better be getting a good return on that. Yeah. And yeah. if you're not like that's what we're gonna have to really look at our budget this year for Legion, mm-hmm. to where what we're spending on Legion because is it re- are we really getting that return on yeah. the investment?
0: Exactly, and that's what we've oh, I've started looking at is is figuring out um, not only where to invest the money but you know alternative ways to spend that money as well yeah. to still get make the most out of it, you know. So, I mean, let's
1: be honest. The p- Gary says obviously the first place you need to cut are your personal expenses, and really, I mean. The only thing that we could cut is would be like cable. I mean, we really don't like spend like crazy. Right. But then when you're looking at business expenses, I think the first category I look at is lead gen. Yeah. For sure. That's all your client appreciation events, it all is. of the like pot buys, all of that stuff. And it's
0: hard because you talk it to anybody hard. in business, they say don't ever cut marketing. You know, marketing should never be cut, you know, and yeah. that's when, you know, when it gets slow is when you're supposed to ramp up your marketing, right? But it's hard, so mm-hmm. that's where you got to start looking at alternative ways to still keep your marketing up, correct? While cutting those costs, you know, so and
1: that's in person, face to face, networking, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but this is also love. for us that you know, this is why we invested so heavily in this stuff, you know, the yeah. podcasting and videos because this stuff's paid for, yeah. So now. You know, um, yes, it was a heavy investment up front, right? But now, I mean, how many people can we get in front of by just creating content that nobody else is creating? Right. Uh, you know, so, so that's that's one way. And then, you know, um, like I said, going to these office parties that mm-hmm. we don't have to sponsor; we're just invited. You right? Know? Oh, so, yeah, that's great. Uh, so those 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 are good opportunities, and. You know, so being able to do some of that stuff, our classes that we do for free and and whatnot. So, uh, and then each time you should be either collecting business cards or rosters, you know, if people are coming for classes. So you can put that all in our database and whatnot. But yeah, it's, it's really hard because the first place you want to cut marketing. Like mm-hmm. I got no money for nobody. Right. You know, don't call me. <laughs> My you know? gosh. And
1: I, as a realtor, they call you like every day Yeah, on once that one Legion at ad- Avenue after another, yeah. Oh, pay for leads, pay for listings. I'm. we'll set up the appointment for you. I mean, you name it, it's out there. Yeah. And you know, for a new agent, like that's the shiny object. It and is. when you were making money, like I bet there's a lot of people that got sucked into these mm-hmm. yearly contracts that you're paying Five hundred to a thousand dollars a month to yeah. get these leads. That are they even worth it? Yeah.
0: Well, I know I get calls daily from realtors about money. <laughs> <laughs> Can you sponsor this? Can you sponsor that? Can, you know? Do so. they, man? They do. They do. You know, some realtors think that we only work for them solely. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> that we don't get any other offices call us. But.
1: Gotcha. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know.
0: But again, you got to focus on where it is, where are you getting the most investment? Mm-hmm. You know, we spend a lot of time and money in Keller Williams because we get a great return from Keller Williams, mm-hmm. you know, so it makes sense. Yeah. But, you know, to have an office call us and say, hey, we're doing a holiday party. Can you spend a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars? And you look it up like, I know one of you.
1: Right. You know. That's I've tough. made
0: twelve hundred dollars in inspections for you, and you want a thousand dollars back. Right. So now I'm paying you money.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> you know to be friends with you. <laughs> I made no money. Yeah. None. You know because by the time you pay for everything else, there's right. Just, you know I'm I'm literally paying you to be in your <laughs> sphere. You know I didn't yeah. make any money at all for me. I've lost money. So yeah. Um. And there's a business aspect to that. You know. And I think the frustrating part is sometimes that business aspect doesn't get picked up by people. When you say no, some people just get really mad. It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's aggravating. Like, you know, I thought we had a good relationship. I thought you were really going to come through. And it's like, you know, I mean, I didn't know it was based on money. Wow. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, so you're always hesitant to say no because you don't want to damage the relationship because – that's tough. It is. It is, and and we had somebody I was talking to last week. They they turned down a sponsorship, and the realtor told him like, "Hey, I thought our relationship meant more than you than this." And I, okay, I mean, I'm sorry. It's the <laughs> end of the year, right? You know? right. <laughs> um, you're you're wanting me to come off a lot of money out of. Randomly. Like we that's didn't ask. Crazy. We didn't plan this for a year. It's right. just last minute. And and you're like, oh, I thought, you know, as much business as I give you, I thought I could count on you. Well, you know, I mean, they got bills to pay. Yeah. So, so Yeah. Yeah. I
1: always tell those marketers when they call, like, we plan our budget the year in advance. So all of our marketing dollars are already spent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's what that's what we've started to do. Yeah. Too. You know, like, especially with this project management board that we started using, you know, is actually being able to budget and plan, you know, and with the, with the uh, understanding, there's going to be a couple that pops up. Right. Know. Right. Um, you know, cause I got asked yesterday, I think, and by an agent, you know, client appreciation and it's an agent that I've worked with from the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely. You know, cause you've given me more than enough business, you know, uh, so it's, it's okay. You know, I get it. um, so it's, it's definitely tough. Um, yeah. and I think some people are going to have some, Hard reality is when, you know, you, like you said, you got to cut back on client appreciation events yeah. and, you know, you may have to cut back on some office stuff yeah. because some, some vendors just can't, right. not all lenders, you right. know, we don't have all that lender <laughs> money to, to give. So, um, you know, the, the cost of the operating business is a lot more expensive than what most people think. Right. Oh and my
1: gosh. I- Cannot believe what our monthly bills are. I'm like, are you serious? We spend right? this much money a month.
0: Right? That's crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, I started right. figuring like, well, we did this many inspections. That's a lot of money. Where, that's crazy. where did it all go? You know? <laughs> so so yeah, that's just part it's part of the uh, the dynamics yeah. of the market shifting and and the currently unknown, you know. Yeah. So it's just um just trying to find ways to be able to weather the storm and still keep that marketing up. Right. Without going bankrupt. Right. Basically. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, any other thoughts?
1: No, we've covered a lot. There's like, yeah. this is some good content. I mean, I think really people looking at what they spent last year is going to, you really need to be looking at your budget right now, yeah. this time of year, you really need to look at numbers know what you've done and especially like you made a good point go back before covid go back and look at like in 18 and 19 if you were in the business then what you were doing that like is really more like realistic let's be honest so that would really be something to go by off of like tracking where you think you could be projecting what you're you could do for your production for next year. if you've been
0: fortunate enough to be in business for 10 years you know um you know the the theory should be take away your best year and your worst year To get your average. Which makes sense. We do that in comps. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So um, that way you get a better idea where you should be. Yeah. You know, uh, because and in this case, take away the last three years, you know, the last two years at least. Because there's just, there are exceptions to the rule. Right. And and so it wasn't sustainable. We knew it was sustainable. And here we are trying to figure out why it wasn't sustainable. Right. Um, But I think people really got zero in. On on their business, mm-hmm. and it's time to learn business. Yes, you know you're yeah. a little bit behind at this point, um but you got to understand marketing. Yeah, you got to understand that this is a business. Yeah, not you know. Like and you're a business owner. Yeah, if you're just raising your hand because you don't know what you made last year, you're in for a rough few months. Yeah, you know, minimum. Yeah, minimum few months. So. I was talking
1: to some new agents yesterday in a mastermind, and we were talking about like. Like, where do you start if you've never done a P&L or a budget or you don't have any history to track off of? And I was lucky enough that I was not the breadwinner for our my business for my family. So I literally just took half of my commission check and mm. put it aside. Yeah. 30 obviously was going to go towards ta- taxes and 20% was going to be towards business expenses. Whereas as solo agent, you don't have that many. Right. So you can like start pocketing that to for rainy day yeah. fund, for saving up for that first admin, whatever it's yeah. going to be. But If you could try to live, like, I told people, like, look at your budget for your personal expenses this year and figure out what you have to make to pay all your bills and really try to live according to that going into this next year. Yeah.
0: Solo agent's a good point. I think every other day right now I think about, man... I just go back to being a single single inspector, no overhead. Oh, trust no bills, me. I know. You know <laughs> I know. Tell Courtney, you know, here's your two weeks. And I uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> look at her face, what? I mean, I keep you on, but, you know, we're working for like, you know, meals at this point, food at this point. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you make really good money. You know, I know. Uh, just being no by expenses. I mean, like it's
1: so much easier. Yeah. So yeah, much easier. But, but the other thing, I mean, According to like the model from the MREA, like that is like the hardest you'll work too. Like, think it is. about it. yeah, you're, like you're
0: doing everything. Because I was working seven days a week. Right. You know? So um, there is
1: definitely yeah. no, like that is not for me. There's either. no
0: like realty fest wouldn't have happened, you know? Right. Because there's no planning.
1: You have no yeah. life if you're a solo um, yeah. agent and just doing everything. And yeah. plus, you can't be good at everything. Like yeah. Courtney's yeah. better than you at a lot of things. I'm sure. Easy.
0: yeah. Oh, <laughs> 100%. Easy. You don't need to tell her that stuff. But, yeah, I, mean, I mean. You're right. Cause I mean like. We're just this past year. And, and this wasn't planned. Um, and next year I told Cindy. We're not taking any vacations. But like. In February. She did. The family reunion. Yeah. Um, then we went to Disney with our yep. parents, and then we went to Pigeon Forge. Oh yeah. Um, for a week. Um, the beach for a couple of days. I'm going to Nashville in a couple of weeks for a conference. And that doesn't happen in Jamaica. And I was, was gonna, gonna say hello
1: all the vacations I took. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: but you couldn't do that as a solo. You can't no, you
0: can't. Um can't do it because you you just have this fear of losing too much business, right? you know, so. Someone's
1: going to want a house when you walk away or when you go on vacation. I mean, it always happens anyways. Like you go out of town and I don't know if this happens for you, but that's when like I'm the most busy.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. And, and then it's just, you know, stuff like this, you know, you just can't, can't do this stuff. Mm -hmm. You can't visit offices like. Right. Unless. You're were, spinning. You're
1: just spinning your
0: wheels to try to yep. keep up. Yeah, so. there's no soccer games on Saturdays. There's right. No softball oh, games. right. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Just, yeah. So, so as much stress-free as as from the business side as being by yourself is, you know, financially. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more stressful personally right. being by yourself. you pay for it there, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So it doesn't matter if you're going mm-hmm. to pay for it regardless, you know, right. you know, pick your heart as they say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Well, I think this was a good one. It was. Um, I Thank think we you. covered a very good amount of topics about just, you know, strategies and some of the challenges shifting markets and, and yeah. things like that. And stayed mostly on, on that topic. So yeah. hopefully this was beneficial. Um, To to anybody who who needs it, but you know, I think the takeaways are you know work on your business, work on your marketing. This is the time of year to do that. Your marketing, right? Um, Yeah, really learn your business, learn your skills, know your numbers, and yeah, and start projecting out. Yeah, start planning. You know, there's a lot of different headlines out there. um, You know, so it's really easy to get bogged down in in all that stuff. So you really got to take your time and figure out. Plan for the worst case, right? but playing for the best case, you know, hoping right. for the best case, you know. Right. Best cases by the end of the year we start dropping in rates yeah. and and whatnot. Um,
1: so. I'm going to say June. I need it to be more like June so yeah. we can like go crazy second quarter.
0: I know. I know. <laughs> That's what sucked this past year because like July we had a pretty good dip. And uh-huh. it was like and Saturday. that was I don't think that was just interest rates. I think that was no, vacations and absolutely. everything else because of COVID, right? Right. Lack of restrictions. I'm like, ah, really? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Can we just catch a break here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, August and September was super busy. Bounced right back up, and October's been a pretty decent month. But you know, but in the moment, you're like, ah, what's going on? Right. You know? Oh so, yeah,
1: fear yeah. sets in immediately, yeah. and the media wants that. I mean, that's their like number one game yeah. is fear create so, fear in everybody
0: so yeah stay in front of your people make yep. sure they they absolutely you know are getting facts Make yep. sure you know what you're talking about be the you expert know, um it's no more it's just playing the game you actually got to understand the game yeah so, well, awesome well thanks for coming absolutely uh, hopefully next month we can get the other two back yeah. in here and uh, have a full panel absolutely and we'll figure out what we're talking about there. sounds good thanks